What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome in Summer Edition Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. I'm riding with the producer extraordinary, Mr. Nat Marlowe. And yes, there is a whole lot to finally talk about the Sixers. Uh, last time Nat and I were together, we didn't want to just record, just to record. We wanted to wait to see what happened. James Harden signed in, opted in, 36 mil. Nick Nurse gets hired. And next thing you know, it was just a bunch of ish dropped on everyone's lap. And boy, oh boy, do we have a whole lot to talk about. Let me welcome in my producer and my co-host, Mr. Nat Marler. What's going on, Nat? I'm beginning to understand why people prefer college basketball over NBA. <laughs> I feel like I get it now. Oh yeah, and what's that that you get? It it's just I am I'm just so sick of the NBA as a whole because and this isn't just exclusively a Sixers problem. I think it's a league problem where it, it it's just the inmates running the asylum. No it's one's playing as a been, team anymore. Like it's who always are, been like that. But no not in the Jordan era. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Not to the not, no, not, not to, the, to extent. the extent that it is now. Right. Not nearly right. to the extent that it is now. Like it right. is just an individualistic league. No one's playing as a team. It's just I don't understand how fans can be loyal to these teams anymore. I I don't get it because no one's playing as a team. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear the frustration in Nat Marlowe's voice. You can see he's pretty ticked off about the whole situation. So, Nat, we're let let's start. Let's start. Let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. So we knew James Harden wasn't going to get fifty some million dollars. We knew that. So he opted in to his final year of his deal and asked to be traded. Daryl Morey said. I will do my best to get you traded. I will find a trade package. No one was trading for a 34-year-old declining James Harden who opted in for $36 million. Why did he opt in? He opted in because there was no market for him for $36 million. So what in your right mind would, would make you believe that there was a market for you for a max contract. Let's just start right there. You, you with me so far, Nat? I'm with you. All right. So, Daryl Morey looks around the league, looks for a trade partner, maybe another team, three-team deal, and nothing comes up. Nothing was good enough to keep the Sixers relevant and to, to get – what you need to continue to fight in the East for James Harden. So Daryl Morey says, look, I don't have a trade partner. I can't get you to L.A. L.A. doesn't want to bend. I don't want to bend. I'm not just going to trade you for a bag of peanuts. I got to admit, I still got my job to do. So James Harden. Pulls his little rant. I don't want to play for the Sixers. I don't want to be in Philadelphia. And then he goes off to China. He goes off to China, and then he says, 
Daryl Morey is a lie. Now, I'll never play for a team that Daryl Morey works for. So now everyone's trying to figure out what the hell is he talking about? So you got PJ Tucker saying, I'll stand with him, uh, with Harden and B just wants to keep everything kosher. Um, Kyrie Irving out of all people coming to James Harden's defense, but no one knows the situation. But suddenly, Nat, it gets leaked out. Dal Morey is a liar because he didn't trade you and he promised he was going to. That makes him a liar. Dude, what is wrong with you? If there's no trade market for you and there's no team that's going to trade for you for that price, how is Darren Moore a liar? He said he would try to find you a trade package. He tried. It didn't work. You opted into the $36 million contract. You didn't have to. You could have became a restricted free agent and signed anywhere you want. But you didn't. Because you knew yourself that you couldn't get the money that you wanted. So now you made the 76ers organization and Dal Morey look like the bad guys when it says you got bad advice by your, by your agency. Because we know you don't have an agent. You use agencies whenever you go to re-up your contracts or get traded. And now it all makes sense why Daryl Morey was trolling all summer and it had the t-shirt said it is what it is. Talk about being a baby, being a kid on the court who gets picked last and takes his ball and goes home. Bro, Nat, make that, make me understand something. What, what am I missing here with a third team in three, four years with James Harden? I don't think you're missing anything really. Um, the only thing new that has come up recently out of all of this. Now, this is actually there are two things. One, it's one isn't really new. One's pretty old at this point. Is that the Clippers were willing to make a deal for Harden, but apparently, what Daryl Morey was asking for was too much. I don't know what that asking price was, but according to sources, the Clippers were willing to trade. They just thought Daryl Morey they was just getting too pricey Ter- with it. They didn't want to give up Terrence Mann. They wanted to keep what they had and try to fleece Maury. And I don't blame Daryl Maury. He still's got an operation to run here. He still's got to put together a team for Nick Nurse to coach. But here's the new thing that came out recently. I heard this uh, last night that James Harden wants to be the guy on the team. He wants to run the show. He can't handle falling behind Embiid. He can't handle being just one of the guys as opposed to being the guy. Daryl Morey works in the front office. Damn that want to be the guy and be guy stuff. That 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 stuff is nonsense. Daryl Morey has a job to do and I'm everything that has happened has ran through MB already. I'm not even worried about MB's troll and his BS. Okay? He he the front or the front office and the organization has already talked to Embiid and Embiid's on board. I'm telling you right now, they're they're gonna buy another year out of out of this. They're gonna just put together a team that's gonna be formidable. 
excitement, all the other stuff, probably exit out of the second round. After Tobias Harris's money comes off the books, which I'm going to touch him as well, James Harden's money comes off the books, you're going to have a boatload of money to give Maxi the contract he deserves after this year because they didn't extend his deal for a purpose because it puts the Sixers in a better position for next season. They're all in on Maxi, so I'm not worrying about them not extending Maxi right now. Maxi's going to get his money. He's going to get his, his deal. They're going to have plenty to go after after this season. So it's a ride-out year. It's a ride-out year, and a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I'm only spitting the facts. Just like I told people that Harden wasn't getting traded for Levine. Just like I told people Tobias Harris was going to finish out this contract. He he may get dealt at the trade deadline, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. And a lot of people want to come at me, you know, follow me, unfollow me, DM me, undm me, text me. I didn't know what I was talking about. And I said it was going to be a lot of hurt feelings out there when you see Tobias Harris in the starting lineup next season. And he's already said that Sixers fans wanted to trade him for crumble cookies. Crumble cookies is really expensive, so he's about right. If we would trade him for crumble cookies, we would trade him for a nice expensive package. Nevertheless, this is what was going to run. This, this team was going to run it back. I was okay running it back with James Harden. Harden had a great year. Now, he shit the bed in the playoffs like he has in the past. And he has to understand that. You're not going to get money with the performance you gave two years in a row. And I'll give you the first year because you were playing injured against Miami. But last year, games uh, five, six, and seven, come on, man. You expect to get paid off of that? Off of those performances were trash. MB's performances were trash. Tobias Harris' performance, trash. The whole team, trash. And you want to get paid? Let's, let's, let's kick the facts and be real. You shriveled up like a piece of meat in the microwave, bro. Yeah, you won two games. You won two games. I'm going to give you a credit credits due. Those two games you won should have been enough for the Sixers to beat Boston. Y'all had game six in the bag, and you let Tatum walk out of there with a win. Embiid has no killer instant for the playoffs. Regular season? Yeah, he does. Not for the playoffs. Not for the playoffs. There's a difference here in the uh, in the tri-state valley and, and the Delaware Valley, the tri-state area with our sports. So we got a guy like Jalen Hurts who has a killer in the regular season and playoffs. He wants it. He wants to win. He wants to be the best damn quarterback in the league. He wants that ring so bad, he will drag the Philadelphia Eagles to a victory. We got guys like Bryce Harper, 
Bryce Harper is a dog. He lives for the big moments. He will drag the Phillies over home plate to victory. And if they don't win it, you can't blame it on Bryce because he was there. And then we got Joel and B. I'm not even going to touch the Flyers. Not even going to touch the Flyers. They're irrelevant right now. You got Joel and B. Why can't Joel and B drag the Sixers to the Eastern Conference Finals? Why can't he stay healthy past 92 games? That's the difference. Their attitude and mentality allows their ability to perform and shine. And B's got to change his attitude and mentality to allow his performance to carry on in the playoffs and shine. Now, Tobias Harris is going to be here. James Harden is going to be an issue. He's going to be an issue. But if he was smart, Nat, he would come in, still stay in shape, be a good soldier, perform, and show NBA GMs that he still has game. And then maybe by the deadline, something might come up. Yeah, I have no emotional attachment to James Harden on one end of the spectrum or the other, so... I'm not going to fanboy over him, but I'm not going to overly criticize him. I'm not going to say – I'm not going to give him invalid criticism where, right. where it's not due. Because, like, I, I'm with you where you said a few months ago, James Harden doesn't owe me anything. I'm with you. James Harden does not owe me anything. As much as I want him traded, as much as I don't want him on the team, the reality of the situation is – He's going to have to play for him. Like those are those are the facts of the situation. I don't have to like it, but and I but I've accepted that situation. Some other fans haven't. Like they they're looking at this Harden thing too emotionally where he's like, "Oh, they're betraying the Sixers." Is he really? Like you're the same people that wanted him gone. You're the same people that probably didn't want to trade for him in the first place. So, can we really have our cake and eat it too? Like we got to accept the reality of the situation. I mean, we, we, we warn people, don't let them ruin your summer. <laughs> They're not ruining our summer. We're just analyzing the facts here. And it's a lot of crazy facts, but they're facts. I mean, truth <laughs> is stranger than fiction. At this point, James Harden just needs to help himself. Take less money. Find a team that's actually going to trade for you what you're worth. And just accept that. You're not, you're not in your prime years anymore. Those are the facts. You don't have to like them, James Harden. I'm just giving you the reality of the situation. We're not telling you anything that a, a, a level-headed fan doesn't know. You and, and, and the trade scenarios out here for James Harden were, were funny. Oh, it works. The money this, the money that. Da, da, da. Other teams aren't going for those stuff. They're just not. Plus, is Houston really going to run it back? With Harden, no, I don't think so. Come on, man. Houston was not Houston was not taking James Harden at all. That was a ploy for from James Harden's camp to drum up a little uh extra uh bank on the Sixers end. 
he thought that if he if he showed a little love back to Houston, where he put the fat suit on originally, that he was going there. Houston's in a totally different uh, situation. They have younger players. They got a good coach now, and they don't need a problem like James Harden. I never believed that when they came out during Christmas with Woj, and then it came out again later on, right before the playoffs. I never, Nat, did I ever buy into it? I don't I never think bought into it. I think I think the majority of us fans did not buy into it, but. Harden needs to buy himself out of it. I think Harden believes it. Nobody else believes it, but I think he and his... I don't even think his camp does. I think it's just Harden. So, next thing you know, you turn around and say that there's nothing going on for Houston. Houston signs Fred Van Vliet, and and Harden's standing there like, "Uh uh-oh, now you want to go to the Clippers. You want to go back home to L.A. All right, cool. There are some nice packages for Harden in L.A. The fact of the matter is, it's a nice package for the the Clippers, more or less than the Sixers. All the Sixers are doing is just getting rid of James Harden. You know, and it, and it's still, and people are still putting out there, uh, you know, you got to find that third team. You got to find that third team. I don't see it, Nat. I don't see it. Unless I'm getting Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out of that that deal, I'm not making that deal. No way that's going to happen, though. Like If if that's what Daryl Morey was asking for, no wonder the Clippers thought that was too high of an asking price. I mean, (laughs) like, come on now. I need one of the two. You're... Okay, you gotta you gotta trade more than Harden. Then you gotta you gotta sweeten the pot with that. Think of it from right from the Clippers' perspective. Like, are you gonna do a one for one trade for Kawhi Leonard and James Harden or Paul George and James Harden? No, no one is doing that deal. Speak to facts, Nat. Speak to facts. So, what deal are they doing, Nat? I don't know what you can do at this point. I think James Harden has kind of dug himself into a bigger hole with this, like going to China and like calling Daryl Morey a liar, like multiple times. Like he he made sure everyone heard it. That's why he said that multiple times. That's why he repeated himself. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never play for an organization he runs. Like he's digging himself into a bigger and bigger hole. So, like, who's going to want to so, deal with that drama? I don't want to deal so, with that drama. I might have to deal with it as a Sixers fan, but I don't so have to the, like the facts. No, we don't. We don't have to like the facts, but that's what it is. So, if Harden isn't trading before camp starts and he holds out more than 30 days, the Sixers can prevent him from entering free agency in uh, the summer of 2024. All right? Since Harden is in his final year of his contract, the different NBA holdout rules would apply to him if he decides not to report to training camp and play. That was one under the new uh, uh, bargain uh, negotiations that just came out. I remember, I think you and I touched on that one of the shows back a little bit. That the that the teams fi- the players finally can't hold these teams for ransom. 
The Clippers and Sixers discussed the framework of a hardened trade, but two sides never got close to a deal, which Nat spoke about. It's going to be interesting to see if Philly and Los Angeles talk about Harden before training camp starts. I'm not sure if they're going to. Just the fact that Harden has opened his mouth, and I don't think GMs want to deal with uh, that kind of situation right now. So, Nat, once again, you're spot on. You know, he's digging himself a hole. He's digging himself a hole and creating more of an issue for himself to get out of Philadelphia and to get what he wants than to come in and be a good soldier, like I said, which we both agree probably won't happen. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Again, who's going to want to deal with the drama at this point? If he would have just played the good soldier, then maybe a team would have picked him up on a good deal. And if he was self-aware of who he is as a player and the type of money that he can get as a player at this point in his career, he probably already been part of a sign-in trade by now. It most likely w- would have already happened. Like my dad, my dad's a defense attorney. He tells his clients all the time, "Listen, this is what you have to do. I can't get you off scot free, but I can get you a real good deal, and you can get parole in no time. This is what you have to do: be on good behavior, and that's it. You'll be out in thirty days." Well, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do what I want. Okay, you don't. You don't have to do that. I'm just giving you the reality of the situation. You can do this and stay here in prison for as long as you like. Or you can do this and get out of prison sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he, right yeah. now he's in prison, and he, he bought put himself. Him, he, he put himself there though. He never was in prison. He put himself there. James Harden created created all this, and beating creators. He did. James Harden has to take a look in the mirror. He's really got to take a hard look in the mirror. You're 34 years old now, dog. Like, you, 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 your, your crossover dribble down the lane that used to be the one-hand dunk turns into a losing the ball, throwing it over the backboard, and begging for a foul. If that's not telling you games on a decline, then I don't know what is. Hey, look, man. You rocking with Philly Four Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Well, that's my man, Nat Marlowe. Coming up on the other side, we're going to touch uh, a little bit of uh, Embiid. We're going to touch Tobias Harris. That and so much more in this edition of the summer version of Philly Full Court Press. Grab your drinks. Family will be back after these quick commercial breaks. Sign up now for Sixers Camps presented by Roth. Are you ready? Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There you go. Give me five. From the ages of 5 to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. One, two, three, six. All right, guys. Look, look, I tell you guys all the time. Let me tell you about List Landscaping Innovations. My guy, Stephen List. I mean, if you got any water issues in your basements or foundation cracks, you got any still water sitting in the yard, any saturation, my man Stephen List and his crew will take care of you. He specializes in giving you 
a dry outdoor experience. Now, I hate having water sitting on the patio and still water sitting around. Stephen Lisp, he put a French drain around my pool. That water runs away. It was the best thing I did. So I've used him. I know about him. He stands by what he does. So if you have any stormwater collection, downspouts, some pumps, you need uh, new PVC piping. You need sod installation to keep the lawn green. Landscaping installation, outdoor lighting, hardscaping, landscape designs, concrete pavers, retaining walls, grills, gazebos, tents, barbecues. Gotta hit my guy, Steve Lisk up. I'm telling you, you would not be disappointed. Everyone will come over. And you want to show off the backyard and they would say, you know, oh, my God, who, who did all this work? And you're going to tell them, list landscaping innovation. Process is easy. Set up a phone or on-site consultation. Draw up a plan. Steve will take care of the township and engineer coordination and let him uh, fulfill the project and execute. And then you will have a place where your backyard turns into just a place to look at to the place to be at. So if you're looking for that outdoor VIP living, check my guy out, Stephen Lisk, 856-931-5475, 856-931-5475. Hey, this is Mark Farzetta from the Farzee Show. Sorry, T-Will, that I'm not Furcon Corkmoss. But anyway, you're listening to the Full Court Press with my man T-Will. Yeah, y'all. Welcome back. Big T. Will, Nat Marlowe. And uh, Joel and B. Congratulations. Getting married. Congratulations on on uh, the NBA MVP. Congratulations on a hell of a season. Regular season. But like I said, man, I'll I've been trolled as a Sixers fan well before Joel Embiid came into the picture. It's hard being a Sixers fan. It truly is. I wasn't even in double digits last time they won the NBA title. I remember it. Because it was a memory that I had with my pop. But I want that memory now. And I feel like I feel like I'm at the point where I heard a radio host once say about the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at a point now where they just felt like it's never going to happen. And they just came to terms with it. And I've heard that from multiple hosts before the Eagles turned things around. And I, I feel like I'm getting to that point with the Sixers. Where it's just never going to happen, and I have to come to grips with it. So Joel Embiid wants to troll the the uh, fans, the city, the organization, and you know he thinks he's having fun. I am so far from your trolling and 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 what you call a joke nowadays. 
I'm so far removed from it because it's not funny to me anymore. It's not funny. The things you do, the, the shenanigans you play on social media and your videos on IG, that stuff was cute back then when we first uh, became to know who Joel and B was. It's not cute now. We've been trolled since before you were here. We have a lot of bitter takes. A lot of animosity. And all we want from our players in the city and in this region and area is to win. Play hard and win. And not just play hard and win in the regular season. Play hard and win in the playoffs and get yourself a championship. Not only for yourself, but for the city. So, I think it was around the Sixers' exit, Nat. Reports came out that Embiid wanted to be traded to the Knicks. (sighs) Lord help me. Why? 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 Why do people put out things that aren't accurate and, and start this tornado? And try to say Embiid wants to go to New York. It's all just I don't clout. It, it seriously is. And, and, you know, here's the latest because they're still running with it. And, and you want to know what the reasoning why is? Because they think Embiid, you know, and his his brand in New York, his white, his newly wife is a model can work out in New York and be has a house in New York. Can I tell you something? These NBA players, football players, baseball, they have houses everywhere, everywhere. JJ Redick lived in Brooklyn and played for Philly. I I, I mean, it's one thing that you want to start a firestorm with Harden. Like you didn't owe me anything. I don't care what happens. If get him off the team, fine. If he stays, fine. Just you know, play. But don't go start and mess with my big man. So now, a report comes out that, and I, I, I shouldn't, and I use report loosely. These aren't reports. Potential trade with the Sixers and Knicks. So the Sixers will receive R.J. Barrett. Who looks fat and out of shape on a can- on a Canadian team right now in world basketball? Evan Fournier, Emmanuel Quigley, Isaiah Hartenstein, the Wizards' first round pick that's top twelve protected, the Bucks' first round pick twenty twenty five that's top four protected, and the Knicks' twenty twenty eight first round pick and twenty thirty first round pick. And the Knicks would receive Embiid and P.J. Tucker. The only... This trade from Bleacher Report's Zach Buckley is trash. This All this does is restart our process. 
You're giving us back picks that we don't have, that we had during the process. I don't want Barrett. I don't want Fournier. Quigley, good player. Hartenstein, okay. But if I got to give up Embiid and Tucker for that, I'm taking myself right back down from the top three in the East to the bottom three in the East, potentially a playing tournament. Without a superstar. Do you think I want to beat one of the top three teams in the East if I get in the playoffs? It ain't like I have Miami who, who dogged it on purpose and then turned it on with, with Bam and Butler. You want me to turn it on with uh, Maxie Quigley reuniting the Kentucky backcourt with Tobias Harris? Make this make sense to me. The Sixers aren't doing that trade. The Knicks can propose all they want. They're not doing that trade. So this was another clickbait that wasn't necessarily be put out there. Nat, make it make sense to me. I can't make it make sense on a on a logical trade level. I just I just can't. New York would fleece the Sixers. That's just the reality of the situation. But there's so much drama with this team at this point. I don't blame fans for wanting to clean house. I don't. It would be it, it would be a travesty if they traded Embiid with his God-given ability. At least in that deal, in that trade package, that would be an absolute travesty. Yeah, one that... <sighs> I, that's hitting the reset button. I'm not ready to hit the reset button. I just can't do it. Not yet. Am I frustrated with Embiid? Yeah, sure. But I'm frustrated because I want to see him, you know, hit his potential. I still think he has more to give us. He's that dominant. He's that good. And I want to see it through. Wouldn't you rather see? I'd rather run with what we're running with now with MB than to make that trade and make the New York Knicks even better. That's like the Phillies trading Harper in the division to Atlanta Braves. It, see, T. Will, I, I hear you, but here's the difference. We've seen what Harper can do in the playoffs, and it only took him four years to do it. Now, Embiid's been doing this for, what, eight, nine years now? And the Sixers still aren't out of the second round. And, you know, trading, the idea of trading Embiid just to make the Knicks better, I said the same thing about Ben Simmons during the 2021 season when people wanted to trade him well before they blew that series to the Atlanta Hawks. Well before. People were saying you're going to make Brooklyn better by training Ben Simmons, and I said, I said the exact same thing. I said I don't want to see that happen, but now we got to deal with the consequences of it. Speaking of Ben Simmons, speaking of Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is is like that ex girlfriend that just keeps lingering around. 
you break up, you go your different way, and yet occasionally they're they're texting you, driving past your job, just to see how you're doing. What kind of life are you living? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> your problems are different than my problems, evidently. <laughs> Listen, I don't have any. I have no problems. <laughs> I have no problems. I'm just going by what I've been told by some people. I was about to say, is someone stalking you? Nah. Do I need to? Do I need to get some protection for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. But you know, in the movies, Nat, where you see that in the movie, where the boyfriend girlfriend break up and they go to different ways and all crazy things happen. Ben Simmons has put himself right back in the spotlight of Philadelphia. Nat, did you see the quote? I did see the quote. Do you have the quote pulled up? I don't. Let me pull the, the quote up for you, Nat. Okay. Ben Simmons said the version he is now of himself. If I was playing against myself last season, I would want to kill him. Ben Simmons said he worked hard, hard in the offseason, has made himself more confident to return to all-star level again. Ben Simmons said also, if he was traded, I would be I would want to be traded back to Philadelphia. I have a home still in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is still my home. I still have love for Philadelphia. What? Can can we talk about the lack of shooting Ben Simmons gave us? The lack of not wanting to go to the foul line Ben Simmons gave us. I am still hurt from that performance in Atlanta. And it's funny because if the Sixers had Harden and Simmons against Boston last season, or even Miami. The Sixers might have won because Ben Simmons does play defense. I don't even know which way to go, which way to think about this. I guess my first question is, Nat, would you take Ben Simmons back in Philadelphia? Listen, on paper, this is, I texted you the other day. And I said I had a Sixers thought that kept me awake in the morning. Um, the thought is, on paper, if you're talking about pure athletic ability and potential and what, the, like, absolute max potential, and you actually saw that play out on the court, I would trade for Ben Simmons in a heartbeat. But, you know, this isn't this isn't Stranger Things where we're living in the upside down. No. Imagine a world where you know, Ben Simmons rose from the ashes and you know, fought all the demons in his mind and got his head straight and actually played out to his full potential. And the Sixers trade for him and him and Embiid are the best dynamic duo in the NBA. And Maxi plays like 
the third max slot guy, even though Tyrese is the third max, not Tyrese, even though Tobias Harris is the third max slot guy. But still, that core lineup works and they win an NBA title. Unfortunately, that's never going to happen. Because I live in the world of reality where we've seen, well, actually, we haven't seen anything like that play on in a while, but we don't, we don't run it back. Running it back doesn't work. We're not doing that here. As much as I would love to see Ben Simmons play to his full potential, if he actually did play to his full potential, and if he actually did overcome these mental hurdles, he would be the best player in the NBA, or one absolutely one of the best in the NBA. Him alongside I, I, Embiid, they would probably go 82-0 and then 15-1 in the playoffs. But that doesn't. that's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. On paper and in 2K, yeah, sure, go for it. Real life, it's not going to work. We've seen, we, we, we've dealt with enough Ben Simmons drama. We don't need more Ben Simmons drama. This franchise has dealt with enough, with enough drama. We need less. We need to kick the cancer out, not bring more back in. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of putting it. That's definitely one way of putting Um Yeah, I, I'm, I couldn't bring back Ben Simmons. No chance. I don't even see a trade scenario or package that would allow him to come back here. Unless he signed here as a free agent and he took a super, super friendly deal. Watch Brooklyn do a one-for-one one again. <laughs> Possibility, but here's the thing with Brooklyn. With Claxton, Bridges, you know, if you get a resurge in Ben Simmons who let's take it for what it is and he comes in and he starts knocking down Jane playing D and he's getting up and down the court, that's a scary team. That's a scary team. Can't you can't take away his, his athletic ability? We know we know we know what he can do. Yeah, you're right. The scariest thing would be for Ben Simmons to be in the right headspace. Right. That that would be really scary because Brooklyn has all the pieces around him. So listen, I told you we had some fun stuff to talk about. And, and it just keeps moving along. Coming up on the side, we'll break down the uh, this in-game tournament, and we'll close out the show, and at least try to send us out on a high note. I'm your host, Big T. We'll ask my man, Nat Marlowe. Grab your drinks, family. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Hey, it's Cuz. Hanging on the full-court press. I love this podcast, my man T. Will. And let me tell you, is there anything better than basketball and some primo hoagies? I'm sorry. It's the greatest, all right? So I get my full court press, and I got my primo, and then I watch my 10, 9, 8, 76ers. It's the greatest in the world. Let me tell you about primo hoagies. Using only the finest Thuman meats and cheeses made fresh to order. All right, they got that seeded roll, which is the key to the sandwich. See, the roll of the bread, it's always about to fall off your bread, always about it. 
And that bread is baked fresh in store every couple hours. I'm telling you, it's the key to an amazing sandwich. I've known Primo's since they were the original on Britain Street. Now over 80 locations across the Delaware Valley alone. It is the greatest. And it's why I've always said it's not just a hoagie. Uh-uh. It's a Primo. So do yourself a favor when you're watching ball. Make sure you go to primohogies.com. Look for the nearest incredible Primo and uh, get yourself some heaven. Get exclusive player photos, team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at sixers.com slash app. Did you know the majority of failed patios and landscaping happens because of improper drainage? Lisk Landscape is an award-winning landscape architecture firm that understands the importance of drainage and stormwater management to help provide longevity for your next dream landscape project. Keep your landscaping looking its best all year round. Call Lisk Landscape for a free estimate at 856-931-LISK or visit us online for landscaping ideas at LISKlandscape.com. What's going on, y'all? This is Devon Gibbons, and you're listening to my man T. Will. On the Full Court Press, make sure you stay locked in. Great information. Yeah, everybody, welcome back. Philly Full Court Press Summer Edition. Hey, look, the NBA is trying something different, and it's funny that they're going to try something after... uh, the Sixers get a brand new coach in Nick Nurse, which I'm glad Nick Nurse is here. I wanted Nick Nurse, and uh, they got their guy. It's just unfortunate that he has to come in and deal with turmoil the same way Doc did. And the only one who came in and had uh, an opportunity to come in without any issue was Brett Brown. But Brett Brown knew why he was here. So... You know, it's going to be interesting to see what Nick Nurse does. And it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, 76ers uh, handle this James Harden situation. It's going to give Nat and I a lot to talk about, I'll tell you that. So, Nat, how do you feel about Nick Nurse? Oh, on paper, it's great. If you want, like, one of the better NBA minds out there, at least in terms of who was available at the time of the best NBA coaching scheme minds, Nick Nurse is it. So I have no problems with them getting Nick Nurse. That's probably the only positive thing they've done all offseason is get rid of Doc and then bring in Nick Nurse. And, and all season, uh, you're talking about all offseason so far. Yeah. Yeah, because the season was positive until we hit Boston. Season was. No, the season was so, positive until Jason Tatum hit, hit that first bucket. Then it all went south. <laughs> With four minutes left. Yeah. And, and and once again, we said show us something different because everyone said it was a, they had a different feel, different attitude. And I, I said, prove to me this was different. That's all. They couldn't capitalize on Tatum going one for 11. And then he hits that second bucket. And then that's when it all just derailed for them. Yeah, man. 
Hey, look, the NBA is doing something different this year. They're having an in-season tournament. Nah, how do you feel about that in-season tournament? Uh, I'm going to be blunt with you about this. I do not give a single fuck about it. <laughs> I do not care in the slightest. I don't know what the intent behind it is. I don't know why they're doing this. To me, it just sounds stupid. If the players are going to have fun with it, then so be it. As a fan, I don't care. It's that soccer model. It's the soccer model. You know, uh, Adam Silver's a big soccer guy, and, uh, you know, he wants to follow their model and expand business. So, I mean, I, I'm glad you were blunt with me, brother. I, I'm. We shall see. Right now, I have low energy for my Sixers. I have high energy for the Eagle season. And I'm excited to see what the Phillies can do. That is exactly where I'm at. Yeah, I think so, the majority of fans, I mean, I mean, would you? I mean, let's keep it real, Nat, right? I got low energy for my squad. But it, imagine this. If you were to tell me a year ago that a bottom of the league Flyers team would have more more praise from Philadelphia fans than a second round playoff Philadelphia 76ers team, I would have said you're nuts. You're lying to me. No way. As much as the Flyers are screwed up, I think they're in uh, better regards in the eyes of Philadelphia fans than the 76ers are right now. As screwed up as that sounds. How how many games do hockey hockey have? 82 games like the NBA, right? Same as the NBA, yeah, 82. I want to give you, since you're so high up, you think that the, the fans are high up on the Flyers. I'm going to set an over-under 35 wins for the Flyers. Hammer the under. Exactly. I ain't high on the I ain't high on the Flyers. Okay, Sixers are going to win more than thirty five games. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a given. But the Flyers are at least committing to something. Let's what do, are the Sixers committing to? Listen, they were committed to the process, but that looks like that's out the window. They were committed in winning. I mean, hey, we sit here bat, bash and fun our team because we can. But I mean, let's we can't we talk like the Sixers haven't tried. They have tried. It just hasn't worked out. I'll give them that. They are trying. They're still trying because that's why they didn't trade James Harden for nothing. I don't know what it is. I really don't. But they are trying. To sit here and say that they're not trying or the owner doesn't care, I mean, that's nonsense. I mean, let's let's keep it funky. They are trying. Because if they didn't try, then, yeah, they would pull these stupid trades that we see on the internet and dismantle this team in a flash, and they wouldn't hire a coach like they did in Nick Nurse. The Flyers are still wait to see. That's why I gave you that over-under. You were told me they were going to go over 35. I might give you that win. Uh, you said hammer the under? Man, listen. Uh, talk to me in a couple years, uh, hockey team. Yeah, a couple, a couple years. Right now, they're going. They're committing to the rebuild. So hammer that under. Their second rebuild. 
There's their second rebuild. See, but at least the Flyers are committing to a second rebuild. I think that's what the Sixers need to do. Oh, well, listen. Eventually they will, but I don't think they should do it right now. Not right now. I mean, this season's going to be a wash. Like, how invested are you going to be in the Sixers this season? I told you. I got low energy for them. There's no they're way winning. they're making it out of the second round. Unless they make a, like a no. real big splash and fleece another team. That's the Correct. only way. The oh. only way. And I, how likely is that going to happen? The I answer is it's know. not. It, I don't know. It, the NBA is weird and funky. You know that. So, you know, the schedule was released. And I did take a, a look at it. They opened the season up in Milwaukee versus the Bucks. You know, that's a key date. Um, Dame Lillard comes to Philly early, October 29th. Uh, Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant come in November 4th. So you got, like, uh, the Celtics November 8th. So the Sixers, listen, they got a... And then again, November 15th, Boston. So right off the bat, you know, they're, they're trying to keep you engaged. With a quality schedule, Thanksgiving they're in they're in um, OKC. I, I gotta be honest with you, man. I'll be watching football. I mean, our Eagles are are about to make uh, another serious run, and the NBA. I really, I really do believe during the holiday this year is going to take a backseat to the NFL. Where we always say the NBA season really doesn't start till Christmas. All right, well, you got the Sixers and Heat. And I, you know, I'd be all for that. Yeah, Christmas, Sixers, Heat. Might even try to go down there. I got the Eagles playing on Christmas again, don't I? Or that week? Yeah. You're going to have an Eagles game and a Sixers game on Christmas Day. Yeah. I'm going to be focused on the birds because the birds by that time should be rolling. Low, low energy, man. Low energy. Look, I don't blame you. As Sixers fans, we're exhausted. Like, how much more of this drama do we got to go through? And it brings me to that, what I said earlier. Like, I just, I, I'm almost at the point where I just think this is never going to happen, and I'm going to come to terms with it. I'm going to enjoy the fun and excitement they put on the court in the, uh, Regular season because it is a good time down there. Right now, it, it this the Sixers product at the Wells Fargo Center in the NBA season. It is a fun, fun time. Yeah, but I think there's got to be a point where you got to be in it for the rings. Right, like exactly. You spend how many thousands of dollars a year exactly. on tickets just for them not to get out of the second round of the playoffs? Listen, like, I, I, you're talking to one. This is my final season. Well, good, because I think what we got to do, I think in order to send a message to the Sixers organization, I think we got to boycott going to the games. Yeah, it's going to be tough because, you know, you got the LeBrons and the Zions and um, SGA, Anthony Edwards. You know, you got a lot of players that people want to still see and play. So, you know, even... Tatum, people want to see him. Brunson, hometown guy, and the Knicks. As much as you, you, it's different, I guess, between basketball and hockey and sending that type of message. See, but this is this is what I don't understand 
Now, like all four, all four fan bases in the city, well, five if you count the union, and we will count the union. All Absolutely. five, all five fan bases are different to at least some degree. Even though the core are Philly fans, they're all they're all vastly different. It feels to me like, in terms of how should I say this? It feels to me like 76er fans are the only ones who don't need convincing. Convincing of what? Like convincing to committing to going to the games. Like obviously you have your Eagles, but I feel like Eagles fans are a little bit more self-aware of whether or not they have a good product. Even when the Eagles didn't have a good product, people they went to the games. But imagine like going to see like a four eleven and one team, like year after year after year. Like the fan base, there's no way they would allow it. So no, once the they, Eagles they had that season, there, they turned they it would around. Go there. They would go. The Eagles fan base, which we both are, would go to those games and voice their opinion, like they did. The same way the Flyers did. See, but Flyers games are half empty anyways. Sixers games, even during the process area, like you still like that was a pretty like pretty full venue during the process days. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I was there. It wasn't. It was luck. Some games you're lucky to have ten thousand people there, and the venue holds twenty three thousand. You twelve. I think the Sixers average when I talk to my old rep who now works at Nike. Um, the average, uh, the average, uh, for the Sixers was 11,000 during the process. 11,000. So fans did voice their opinion by not going, the ones that didn't want to go through the process. And I think the 11,000 were all us season ticket holders. I'll be honest with you. Unless, you know, a star came in here and there. It's about what the Flyers received last season, about 11,000. So that's how Philadelphia, same way with the Phillies. That's how Philadelphia voices their opinion on the team or if they don't like what's going on. They go there, they boo, they let, they, they let the ownership know. And they're relentless until they start seeing change. And eventually, ownership realizes that, and they understand it, and they start turning it around. Or they know that they're going to lose the fan base. The Eagles did it. They turned it around. The Phillies did it. Turn it around. The Flyers are in the process of doing it. Haven't done it in a very long time, but they're, they're doing it. The Sixers, they've done it. Hasn't worked out. Now fans are starting to get on the edge. So by not going, it just can't happen. They're going to go. They're just not going to go in numbers that they're accustomed to. But those ones that do go, they're going to voice their opinion. They're going to get on the team, get on ownership. They're going to get on the radio, and they're going to make it uncomfortable for those teams to be in the city. 
until they show them something different. Listen, it's going to be a okay season with a lot of drama and excitement, and that's what I'm here for. Show me the drama and excitement. Other than that, I'm I'm focused on my other sports teams, and I'm glad they're playing at a high rate, high level, with uh, high energy, because that keeps me excited. We'll be tuning into the Sixers because we have to. And we'll be keeping an eye on everything that's happening because we're sports fans. But until the Sixers prove to us that they can get out of the second round, as Nat said, as we said, we did not let them ruin our summer. We enjoyed our summer. And I will not let the Sixers ruin my holiday. My I'm Thanksgiving, my Christmas, my New Year's, all those holidays coming up. Hey. When we hit the fall and, and winter, Nat. I'm still enjoying my summer. I have I'm, dude, you know how many trips I have planned this next coming month? I'm not letting the Sixers ruin it. My man, you've been a world traveler this past month. You've been everywhere. You've been everywhere. I'm still going places. And you're still <laughs> October. I'm going to uh, going to Nashville. Nice. That's a good trip. I've been down there. That's a good one. Good spot right there. Um, That's my summer vacation. My- <laughs> <laughs> That's the real vacation right there. I have even I've been away so many times, and that's going to be the real vacation. <laughs> Listen, I, I've been I've been out and about myself. You know, I finally started traveling in. I've booked two trips for next year already. So and I still got one more in me for September, and I might potentially have one in November. Yeah, they're not. Listen, I'm still going, man. I love the summer. I absolutely love the good weather. I'm not looking forward to the winter and the cold, but I am looking forward to football, if that makes sense. So, And I'm looking forward to see what Nick Nurse does with this team. I'll be honest. I'll be keeping an eye on him because I have to, not because I want to. I love my team, but that's that's how I feel. I got to keep it real. And I, I think I speak for most of the fan base that says, you know, T. Will, you're right. We love our squad, but our energy level's not there yet, like it was the past three seasons. Listen, as my man Bryce Stott has when he walks up to home plate, everything's going to be A-OK. We're Philly. We built for this. I'm your host, Big T. Will. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. This is Philly Full Court Press. And don't you worry, man. We'll always be back with another episode. You can reach us. You know where to reach us. You know where to find us. We always here. And I'm sure more drama is going to unfold for us to come back and talk about. You guys enjoy the rest of the summer. Enjoy uh, the first week of football coming up. And that, man, you you travel safe. We'll be back. Peace.